Hi everyone and welcome back to the Life at Lang podcast. I'm your host Tori Wakeford, a fourth year marketing management student and the president of the Lang Students Association. For our very last episode of the semester, we have Bryce here to talk all about his first year so far at the Lang School of Business, being a student athlete, and getting involved with the Guelph Sport Management Students Association. It's really awesome to hear how Bryce's experience has been so far, transitioning from online high school to in-person university, and how he balances his time between all of his extracurriculars. If you'd like to hear what Bryce has to say, just keep listening, and we hope you enjoy. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Life at Lang podcast. This is our last episode for the semester. We're really excited to have Bryce here with us. Bryce is joining us for a bunch of different reasons, and I'm going to let him touch a little bit on that. So right over to you, Bryce, right away. Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about some of the things you're doing here on campus? Yeah, thank you for having me, Tori. Uh, Like she said, my name is Bryce. I'm a first-year student here at Guelph. I'm in the Sport and Event Management program. Um, I'm also part of the GSMA, which is a Guelph Sport and Event Event Management Association. And um, I also play on the varsity lacrosse team here. Awesome. So you've got lots going on. There's all different things that you're involved in. And I want to touch on all of those things individually, because I think, especially for a first year, that's really interesting to hear that you can have that much on your plate um, and still be enjoying your time, hopefully. So um, let's start off with just how has the first, you know, we're getting almost to the end of the semester now. So you've had some time to adjust, but how has that transition been considering that you sort of finished your grade 12 year mostly online? Is that right? Yeah. Well, really like the whole second semester of grade 12 was online. And then when we came here, it was right back to in class with only a few online classes. Right. And it it took a little bit, like the first couple of weeks, it was kind of tough to settle into like actually being back at school fully Mm -hmm. now. But yeah, now that we've, I've been here for a couple months, it's uh, getting back to normal. Good. Good. So yeah, like I know that was, must've been really hard for everyone to kind of finish that last year of high school and have to do things like, you know, formal and those kind of things online. But what sort of, is there any sort of like encouraging words you can give to anyone who maybe went through a similar thing and then is now coming into the university setting? Like what was sort of your experience transitioning from one of those to the other? Um, if I was giving any tips, I think that, uh, while you're doing your online classes and stuff and, and stuff in high school, and I know it's a lot different from uh, being in class, but to really just remember to stay focused and treat it as if you were in class mm-hmm. and try to sink in all the information that you can because you tend to kind of not focus as much when you're sitting there on your computer in your house rather mm-hmm. than actually being at school. Sure, totally. And that's actually an interesting point because I know when I was in high school, obviously, COVID was not talked about. It was years before that, that I didn't take any online classes in high school. And that was actually something that was hard to adjust to because I took a few online classes in my first year of university that, you know, they weren't online because of COVID. They were just distance education, which just means they're online classes. And it actually would be maybe kind of nice to have that experience with online classes in high school because they're probably more similar than an in-person high school class, at least. Yeah, I find it does kind of help. Like, I know the, the platform that we use for all of our uh, classes is CourseLink. And uh, the one that I used in high school, was it wasn't CourseLink, but it was uh, very similar. And it was just you right. click on the class and everything's there. It's all laid out for you. So yeah, it does help doing that more uh, how we did in grade 12 than uh, to adjust for here. Yeah, exactly. Because it's really... 
an online class in the distance education format. So for anyone listening, if you're not in university yet, um, even in like non-COVID times, you will have courses online that are offered through what's called DE or distance education, which is basically where you take that class online. You wouldn't have an in-person lecture. You'll sometimes have like a video to watch every week and then usually textbook readings and you do most of the learning you know, your professor gives you the content, but you have to kind of do the learning on your own and then you'll have normal quizzes and midterms and stuff. So that would be a pretty similar format that if you can sort of practice that in high school, it's just going to be that much more familiar. So that's actually kind of an advantage to any students who did some online high school then. Yeah, I would agree with that because uh, in grade 11, that's kind of what it was like. We didn't have really like any uh, Zoom classes or anything. They just kind of gave you the work and you'd right. work through it yourself. And that's what, like, I actually have a, online class right now the mm -hmm. business math class mm -hmm. and I find that's like learning that in high school was sort of helpful mm -hmm. that uh you just kind of go at your own pace and yeah, yeah exactly so it does take sometimes a little bit more discipline but it's also nice because it's more flexible so you know if you just know you have to do the reading at some point that week you don't have to necessarily have it done by oh you have your lecture on Tuesday so you have to have it done before Tuesday or whatever so there I actually like that's one of my biggest tips um, that I've given to you know some friends as they come into first year or whatnot is take an online class like one per semester if you can because it just breaks it up a little bit and gives you that one thing that you can kind of again just like do as your schedule allows instead of having to have it really structured for you yeah you can just fit it into whenever you like whenever you don't have classes that you actually have to attend at a certain time. Yeah, exactly. So kind of going along with that, with that whole flexibility of, I'm assuming you played sports in high school as well, if you're on a varsity team yeah. in university. So do you find that that is easier to make time for sports and sort of what's that like balancing a sport and then also having um, like your classes in university? Um, I think you just have to kind of be aware of your time. Like, cause uh, here we practice uh, Tuesday to Friday for lacrosse um, at 7.30 every day. So I, I just know that that part of my day is I'm at the field playing lacrosse and I need to manage my time and work earlier in the day or after practice to make sure that I get stuff done. Right, so 7.30 p.m. Yeah, 7.30 okay. p.m. So you don't have night yeah. classes then, or I guess you can't have night classes. Uh, there's some, like some guys on the team, they miss like one day or something just because okay. they, couldn't, they couldn't fit it into their schedule, but me, right. I'm good, right? I don't have any night classes okay. all this semester. Cool. It's always interesting to hear that, how like the schedule of different sports. So you practice nights, Tuesday to Friday, and then what's your sort of game travel schedule like? Um, our home games have always been at uh, one o'clock on Sundays. Okay. So that doesn't really interfere with anything. But uh, some of our away games have been during the week. Like we had a away game at 8.30 p.m. at Laurier okay. a couple weeks ago. So yeah, they're kind of you get home late from some of them, but it's not too bad. Right. Cool. That's nice that it's consistent throughout the week. So at least you can like plan for it and you know what's happening at the same time every day. Mm -hmm. Cool. So that's kind of neat that you're on the varsity team. If anyone listened to um, a few episodes ago, we had Keegan, who's a track and cross country athlete, but she was not in the sport and event management major, but you are. So what kind of made you pick that major? Did that come from your sports interest in high school? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think like after, like, I realized, like, every every kid that plays hockey has the dream of going to the NHL. And, like, once I got a little older and realized that I wasn't that wasn't going to happen, I started thinking, like, what could I do, like, involved with sports? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, like, a, like general manager or something like that. That cool. would be something I could get out of the, the sport and event management program here. Cool. That's awesome. And you'll be the first 
graduating class because you're in the first cohort of that program. So that's pretty cool to say yeah. that too, that you, it's been a minor for a few years, but to say you're the first one majoring in that is kind of mm-hmm. a cool thing to be able to yeah. say. And what kind of courses have you been taking for that? Do you have any of them in first year? Um, there's not really many like related to the major for first year. It's kind of just like laying down like the basic, the business part of it mm-hmm. rather than, uh, uh, like the sport and event. But right. I think second year, third year is when you really start focusing more on the major. Yeah. Yeah. That was exactly the case for me. Like I'm in marketing, but I took, you know, first year, I don't think I took any more marketing classes than anyone else. We do take as marketing students, we take an intro to psych. So that was like Mm -hmm. technically only for marketing students, but obviously wasn't a marketing course. But then now I'm in fourth year and I have three marketing classes this semester and two more next semester. And then one that's like a restricted elective that's related to marketing. So almost everything I'm in in my last year is for my major. So it'll probably be the same for you when you get to that point. Yeah, that's what it looked like when I scrolled through WebAdvisor and stuff all the time. That uh, it just yeah. looks like more and more. You see more and more sport and management classes. And totally, yeah. Like and right if you like that stuff, stuff, that's going to be a good thing because then you'll have tons of it when you get towards the end. Mm-hmm. And are you in the co-op stream? Uh, yeah, I do have co-op. Uh, cool. That's what I was like most excited for because I also got I got into two programs here. Okay. I got into the, I I think it was uh economics and finance. Yeah. I got into as well. But I didn't have co-op for that one, so that was really the deciding factor when I, I chose the sport and event management instead. Right. Cool. Do you have your site set on a, a potential employer? for? I know it's a while away, but um, is there somewhere you'd love to work? Yeah, I, I got to start looking at the like the stuff that's sent out through a, the co-op program. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking, I think it would be really cool to work with like one of the Toronto teams, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like the Jays or Raptors, Leafs or something, even though cool. I'm not, not a Leafs fan, but... <laughs> Fair enough. On that side, yeah. you can not be a huge fan if you just want to get the experience. I feel like <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. So still be, still want, be good to work with them. Totally. That'd be so cool. So you'd want to look more on like the actual team side than something like MLSE or something. Uh, yeah, I think like it'd be, I'd be more apt to do something that was a sport that I watch, like, yeah. like football, baseball, hockey, more than like I'm not much of a soccer fan or really anything. Okay. Cool. No, that's really neat. And that's, that's why this program is so cool is because those things are actually possible, right? Like you might actually get to, and at that point you'll only be in your second year and you're probably going to be like, how am I qualified for this? But that's what co-op is there for, right? Is to make sure that you get that experience and that they help you get that experience. So I think that's really exciting for anyone listening to hear that, you know, a job like that is potential, even just in your second year of the program, because it's that specialized. Yeah. I think it would just be like, take all the opportunities you can get and make the best of it no matter what. Totally, totally. So you also joined a club in your first year. How did you get involved with GSMA? How did that sort of happen where you joined that team? Um, there's a guy on my lacrosse team that's uh, the head of operations for the GSMA. Okay. And uh, he told me about it actually when he found out that I was in sport and event management and told me to apply for the position. Cool. And then uh, also through Keegan, she told me about it when in uh, one of my uh, SAM meetings. Right. That's I just kind of found out through word of mouth. Cool. And what's your position on their team? I'm a brand ambassador right now. Okay, cool. So you just mentioned, um, like, what does SAM stand for again? Uh, student Athlete Mentorship, I believe right. it is. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone listened to that um, episode with Keegan a few weeks ago, Keegan actually talked about how she's part of this program. And I think we made some comment about like, oh, I wonder who she'll be mentoring or like maybe one of the listeners will be someone who she gets to mentor. And then Bryce just told me that she's actually his mentor. So that's kind of a funny connection. Yeah. So how does that program work? Like what's been your experience with that? Um, 
I find it's pretty laid back. It is it's helpful to keep you like keep you on track and stuff like uh just to go in and just have someone to talk to like about uh they ask us questions all the time, make sure that we're staying on track and with like midterms and stuff and mm-hmm. studying and keeping up with everything. Yeah, it's really just about managing your time with sports and school. Right. Right. So because Keegan has that experience, she can kind of pass down some tips or whatever mm-hmm. from what she's learned. And she's actually on two varsity teams, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she does that, but I think that's, that's something that's come up in other episodes too, is this idea of, you know, taking on a lot, even in your first year, because then you just get used to it really quickly. And then you're able to sort of learn how to juggle it all. And if you wait a little bit later to start and get involved in things, sometimes it's harder because then you've only had a few years where you've had just really school to worry about. Do you find that's your experience? Like it just became habit really quickly? Yeah. I would like, even in high school, I found like right from grade nine, I got involved early, but then I kind of like, I missed it in grade uh, 11 and 12 when there wasn't really when you're just sitting at right. home doing school, I miss the social aspect of what clubs and teams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's always a good idea to get involved early. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Stay, I think it's, Stay involved. Yeah. And just, you know, try something out. It can only be, you know, a lot of people just do one thing in first year and, you know, for you, you had a sport and a club, but even just one of those two things. And then maybe second year you try one of each. And then maybe in third year, you actually really didn't like the clubs. You dropped the club and moved something else. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's so many options that, you know, you might as well try something and if you don't like it that's okay you can always switch to something else yeah i'm all, I'm always getting emails and stuff about <laughs> different clubs and teams so anything you can join and, and yeah. there's lots of opportunities everywhere to get involved cool so what kind of like what do you do in your role on gsma like what kind of stuff have you worked on this year um so we haven't done too much so far i actually just got hired about a week ago but oh okay um <laughs> yeah uh so so far we've just we've had a couple meetings and just sort of laid down like what the plan is for this year mm-hmm. um and it's kind of it's just sort of being leaders for the people right. that are in sport management cool well yeah you're very new to it then so that's a hard question to answer but um i know that that brand ambassador position is very common on all of the different student clubs within business so whether you're sport and event like bryce or whether you're marketing or accounting or um, economics and finance there's pretty much always going to be a club associated with your major actually there always is i can say that for a fact and then they're probably going to have either what they call a brand ambassador position which is what bryce is i was a brand ambassador for the lsa in my first year and then there's usually they sometimes they'll also have a second year version so that's sometimes called like a second year rep or they'll just take brand ambassadors that are in more than first year. So on a smaller team like GSMA, do you have more, do you have brand ambassadors other than yourself or are you the only one? Uh, yeah, there was actually three of us that got, all got hired at the same time. They're okay. both in um, second year and I'm the only first year one. Right. Okay. So there, so there's an example of, you know, they probably focus on first and second years and people who don't have as much experience. If you go to a bigger team, like the Lang Students Association, we typically take on about 12 of them and they're ranging everywhere from first to fifth year. So there's always lots of chances. And those positions are really designed for anyone who hasn't been involved before or someone who just wants, you know, a smaller time commitment that it's more general role. You get to try out a bunch of different things. You might get to actually sort of um, rotate around and like work with different portfolios. So has that been your experience? Do you think you're going to get to work with sort of all different parts of the team? I, I think like, I think I feel that eventually like after, uh, after this year, maybe I could move on from brand ambassador and mm. become something else and just keep moving up in it. Like over as the years come and just, uh, like eventually be like ahead of one of the departments that they have. 
Cool. Yeah, that's exactly the way that we see it at LSA too. It's sort of, it's that stepping stone role that you take your first year, whether you're actually in your first year or whether you're just first year on that team, figure out what the options are. And then, like you said, progress your way up. And that's what I've done for four years. I started as a brand ambassador and then I managed the brand ambassador team and then I was VP and now I'm president. Like you just kind of every year. Yeah, work your way up. Yeah. 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 Just start off with something light and see if you, see if you're able to handle it and enjoy it or not. Exactly. So we're in midterm season and I know that that is a bit of a scary word and sometimes that's something that I know I would hear that tossed around from my university friends and I was in high school and I didn't really understand what all of that meant but what's been your experience have you had any real midterms yet and sort of how have they gone maybe you don't obviously have to tell us your marks yeah, or I've anything had, but what's been your experience in the past few weeks I've had two midterms so far they're pretty spaced out I had one on uh on the weekend and then the other one was the week before that okay uh I had it for ec- microeconomics. That one was that. That was a long one. Okay. And then um, uh, introduction to business. Okay. That one was that one was a little shorter, and that was a little little lighter. You didn't have wasn't so stressed out about that one. Right. But uh, yeah, I find it was kind of tough because it's been so long since I've actually taken a, any sort of big tests. Because mm-hmm. in high school, really the only big test that you would do is a uh, exams, and we haven't right. had exams since. It would have been like first semester of grade eleven, right? Like right before, uh, right before COVID started. Yeah. So yeah, it's been almost two years probably since I've actually had right. a Crazy. real exam. Mm-hmm. And what did you find was the hardest part about that? Was it um, like the study habits that you struggled with? Was it you know knowing how to study? Was it the actual sitting? Did you do your midterms virtually? I'm assuming. Uh yeah yeah uh the intro to business one was in class but it was okay. multiple multiple choice on the computer still so okay uh, gotcha yeah so those were and both then, you know did you like it would be a little bit different I was gonna say did you find the actual test taking to be the most nerve wracking part or did you find the studying harder like how what was your sort of perception of the whole experience was it harder than you thought not as hard as you thought I I find that well personally I think I'm I'm not like the greatest at studying. Like that's something I could work on is probably my study habits. But uh, I find I found that, yeah, studying was probably the hardest part, just mm-hmm. preparing yourself for all the all the content. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, the, taking the test was it was simple. It was all both of them have been uh, all multiple choice questions. Nice. So, yeah, that was it's quick. It goes by fast. You're not sitting right. there on the same question for very long. Yeah, true. No, and that's mm-hmm. pretty normal. Even, you know, from my experience, most first and even a lot of second year classes, it's very normal to have sort of all multiple choice. And it's also funny though, because sometimes that seems like such a relief. It's like, oh, that's so great. Like I just have to pick one of the four answers, but sometimes it's actually kind of scary because you never get part marks. So if you you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, you can get pretty confused. Like there could be two questions that you think could be the answer and Mm -hmm. then you end up picking the wrong one. Yeah. You do that a few times and you're gonna lose a bunch of marks, but. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was always my experiences. I would get more stressed out about short answer questions, but then once I got onto an exam and I saw a short answer question and I was able to put something down, I could almost guarantee I wasn't going to get a zero on that question, which is kind of a yeah, nice you could, way to feel. You write something related and you can at least get part marks about exactly. in a short answer. Yeah. Multiple exactly. choice, it's one or nothing. Yeah. And I feel like that's changed a little bit too with um, things moving more virtual. It's harder to do those short answer questions virtually. So 
you know, maybe by next fall, if anyone listening is a prospective student by next fall, you might be looking at more in-person things again. Um, I know, for example, in my first year when I took business math, which is something that all first years take, that was an example of one that I handed in in person because your professors know it's really hard to do calculations and show your work on a computer. So that was the type of course where, you know, I actually would you know, draw out my calculations and show my work and then get part marks, even if I didn't get to the right final answer. So there's pros and cons to both for sure. But I think, like you said, you've kind of done a bit of both. By next year, we might be back to more of the in-person stuff. Yeah, about that that business math class that I'm in right now too, it's mm-hmm. it's fully distance education right now. Right. So uh, like when we do our tests and stuff, it's, uh, it's almost like a Scantron card, but it's okay. the multiple choice questions are on the computer. Okay. And then there's a, just a PDF that you do the you can write whatever you want and stuff on paper and then just you just fill in your answers on the computer gotcha okay interesting so it is kind of somewhere mm-hmm. in between the two they've just like replicated that idea over interesting yeah and do you have a favorite course right now which one are you enjoying the most uh i'm actually really enjoying the introduction to business class because mm-hmm. you have the seminars where you can work with a team and stuff rather than just doing everything on your own all the time cool and yeah which company like are you studying for that i'm with the uh, Wyndham hotels okay Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've talked about that in a previous episode, but in case I haven't, for anyone listening, we um, do a course called Manage 1000 or Introduction to Business. And part of that course is a seminar where you have a group um, and you actually work, you're assigned a company and you work with your group all semester to research about this company and find out about their marketing and their financials and their business operations. And then you actually get to do a case competition and pitch your solution to a problem at the end of the semester. So how are you feeling about the great ethical dilemma of you? You're kind of getting close uh, to that now, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, it's soon. It's in, in about a month, I think. Um, I, I'm actually pretty excited for it because they said that they have a, quite a few of like the higher up people. And um, I don't know about Wyndham if there's anyone coming for that one, but I know that there's someone coming from uh, Marriott, which is cool. like Wyndham's top competitor. So right. yeah, it should be, should be pretty fun. Yeah, that part of it is pretty neat. So you get to at the end, um, for our listeners, you get to actually pitch your idea to a panel and usually someone on that panel is from the company you studied. So we've actually had people fly in from American companies and come and judge on the panel. And sometimes they'll be able to actually like give you really cool real world advice about how your solution can actually work for their company in, you know, a real setting. So that's a really cool project. And I think it's, it's a favorite course for a lot of first years. So I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that that's your favorite one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to starting that, uh, starting to work on the great ethical dilemma yeah yeah it's a lot of fun it's also Mm -hmm. a really fun day because there's like hundreds of business students dressed up in suits and walking around campus and everyone's kind of nervous and it's a fun even I love that day as an upper year just to like go back and sort of reminisce on that day in first year so I do know yet if that's happening in person if you actually get to present in person um I think it's I'm not exactly sure but I think that it's we're we can do it in like our uh seminars okay not not like the whole, because there's like 700 people in there. Right. It's because every, every first year that's in any sort of business is all there. So is, the class is massive. So I don't think they could yeah. get everybody there at the same time. But Yeah, that'd be a little chaotic. Our business building is big, but not that big. No. <laughs> yeah, cool. So a couple last questions as we kind of wrap it up. First thing is just... If you could give a couple pieces of advice, maybe one just from a first year perspective in general about, you know, getting involved and then one piece of advice, maybe specifically for anyone who is looking to join a varsity sport, just what you would have liked to t- tell yourself before you started first year. 
Um, I think for anyone that's trying to get involved, the, the best thing for me was just checking my emails all the time. Like the, the school is very good at reaching out to people and like giving them the opportunities and they make it really easy for you to sign up and stuff. It's all, all on the computer. You just put your information in and they'll mm -hmm. be in contact with you and stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, I found it pretty easy to get involved with anything here. Awesome. Yeah. I think I had the same experience. I kind of stumbled upon um, a whole bunch of different like Instagram pages and, you know, during orientation week, you get a bunch of information and then yeah. you kind of just have to do a little bit of research, but yeah, it's typically an online yeah. application and you can find some more information and yeah, just throw applications out wherever you can because did you yeah, apply to like, anything else? Do you remember? Um, no, I haven't really applied to anything other than the GSMA okay. and the, the lacrosse team, but right. um, I think there is a ton of Instagram pages. You see them everywhere mm -hmm. and you just look up Guelph and you can find whatever you want pretty much because they all have Guelph in the name somewhere. Yeah. And, then, yeah. Uh, and not just associations, not just sports. Like there's also, you know, clubs that are just super recreational. Like we have like an outdoors club that just yeah. does outdoor activities and it's super low commitment and you don't have to have like a position and there's like really everything depending on how much time you have and how much you want to take on. So there's, yeah, like you said, just search Guelph on Instagram and you'd be amazed by how much comes up. Yeah. And uh, with regards to like uh, sports teams and stuff, mm -hmm. I found how I did it was I just uh, emailed the coach of the team. Mm -hmm. It's all, you can find it all on the uh, Griffin website mm -hmm. and uh, all, all their contact information and stuff. You just send them an email, say you're interested in playing for the team and they'll be in touch with you and get you there for tryouts. So Cool. And do you remember what time of year you did that? Um, I think I did it back in like, March, April, like as soon as okay. I uh, decided that Guelph was where I wanted to go. Right. And, and then, um, yeah, and then I was in touch with coach and we started doing like the little summer practices and stuff. Right. So, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always wondered that because I don't have any experience with, you know, the whole sort of tryout scouting process. So that's interesting to hear sort of when students need to th start thinking about that because that is something that does have to happen before you end up on campus in September, in yeah, most cases. Definitely, anyway. definitely if you want to, if you're interested, like as soon as you decide what school you're going to go to, to reach out to the coach if you're going to be playing. Because a lot of the tryouts and stuff, even if the season isn't it isn't in the fall, like uh, like for lacrosse, we're in the fall. But uh, I know for other sports, um, my neighbor actually is on the swim team. Okay. And, uh, and, the, and he said that they're having their first meet soon. So it's a more of a winter thing, but he reached out at – also like at the, earlier in the year. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's very true. And is your lacrosse season over yet? Uh, we're actually, it's over this weekend. Tomorrow we're okay. going to, uh, to Nipissing. Okay. For the, final, the finals tournament, yeah. Oh, exciting. How are you guys doing this year? Uh, we're four and two right now. So nice. pretty good season, yeah. Awesome. We knocked, yeah. we knocked out Western, who won the first the last four years. So that was... No way. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Cool. That's awesome. I'm like sad I didn't get to a game this year, but there's always so many going on. And that's something I always forget about is that we get free admission to like as students, you get free admission to every varsity yeah, game yeah, if you yeah, want to. Go watch whatever you want. Yeah. So I always wanted to like try and go to more of them for, you know, not just lacrosse, but hockey and volleyball and all of those things. So that was one of my goals this year. And I feel like I'm already not doing a good job, but for anyone listening, go to varsity games because I'm sure it's a lot more fun for you guys too, to have an audience there. Yeah. I'm sure like once, once our season's over and we have more spare time, we're going to go watch other teams too yeah. and support them. Yeah, because totally. a bunch of other teams are always out at our games and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go to Griffin a game mm -hmm. at 
griffs above the rink and watch a hockey game. That's like on yeah. my list. And that'd yeah, be that would be fun. pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I, I end every episode with a would you rather question um, because that's kind of just like a fun theme we have going on. And I really had to think, I didn't know if I wanted to do one for you that was related more to like sports or school or so I kind of found one that ties into both. So my question is, would you rather have early morning practices every day or early morning classes every day? Um, I don't know if most people would say this, but I think early morning practices every day. Cause I okay. find like when I get up early in the morning, like to go to the gym or something, I have a better day usually when I get up and I'm active in the morning. I agree. It gives you, gets you moving instead of mm-hmm. like you go to class and you sit there and you're tired and don't really want to be there. But when, true. when you go and do something active in the morning, then it really wakes you up for the whole day. Very true. Yeah. I always say that I like being up and going to the gym in the morning because then it'll be like 10 a.m. And if you, even if you haven't got any work done, you still feel like you accomplished something. <laughs> so yeah, I like that yeah, feeling. Yeah, you've done of, something in the day. Yeah, right away. It's like it feels productive and you like cross one thing off the list in the morning. So I agree with you. Good answer. Alrighty. So last question is just if anyone wants to find out more about maybe the lacrosse team or more about GSMA, do you know like where they can find more info about that? Um, I think for GSMA, it would be more just the Instagram page. It's mm-hmm. a, just called Guelph Sport sport management sure so uh if you take a look at that there's all the posts there's a bunch of information and stuff on there cool. i'm not sure really when the next um like group of hirings was because I, I think the ones with where i got hired filled the team for now yeah usually but, the spring you'll probably yeah. hire the rest of the sort of like manager and director positions sometime around speaking from L- or from yeah lsa experience it's usually sometime around like march is when to look out again yeah and this for people that are new to the school it would be more the start of the year you'll yeah, start looking for exactly first year positions yeah yeah exactly yeah we can't hire you if you haven't started school yet so mm-hmm. you're coming into first year you have some time and just kind of do some exploring when you get here in september yeah cool awesome well thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate you sharing all different perspectives with us from all the things you're involved in and uh, it was great to chat with you yeah thank you very much for having me no problem we'll talk to you soon Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of the Life at Lang podcast. To keep up with everything going on here at the Lang School of Business, make sure to follow both at Lang Business and at Lang Students Association over on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time.